far the US presidential election cycle has been chaotic. With US President Donald Trump having tested positive for the coronavirus, things have gotten more messy. Hello and welcome to a whole new episode of the Race to the White House. I am Nivedita Varadarajan. In today's program, we take a look at the events that took place since October 2nd when Trump announced that he had tested positive for the virus and we'll also look into the Trump campaign now that he is unwell. Let us start at the very beginning. Last Friday, Trump revealed that he tested positive for the coronavirus. Then, he was admitted into the Walter Reed National Military Medical Center but there were conflicting reports about his health. White House physician Sean Conley downplayed the seriousness of the president's symptoms while Mark Meadows, the chief of staff, on October 3rd said that Trump's blood oxygen level had dropped rapidly just the day before. Meanwhile, Trump's close confidants like campaign manager Bill Stepien, former advisor Kellyanne Conway, former New Jersey governor Chris Christie and others also tested positive. All of them were guests at a ceremony held on September 26th at the White House to name Trump's pick to the Supreme Court. On October 5, just three days after treatment, Trump left the hospital and went back to the White House and even resumed his day-to-day activities. All this has led to a great deal of confusion on Trump's health, the status of his campaign and the state of affairs at the White House. A report in the New York Times details how the White House was lax in following the rules. The report said that the people at the White House did not wear masks or indulge in social distancing. A White House held large meetings and Trump and other officials did not quarantine themselves even after many of their colleagues showed symptoms. Trump has even returned to work flouting CDC guidelines which says that people who have tested positive for the virus should isolate themselves for a minimum of 10 days after testing positive. The CDC also advises contact tracing for close contacts for people who have tested positive for the coronavirus so that they can be tested too. But the White House is not doing this for the September 26 event even though at least 12 attendees have tested positive. On Thursday, ABC News reported that at least 34 officials at the White House has tested positive for the virus so far. Many experts believe that Trump's behavior has been reckless. He attended a fundraiser, though he knew one of his close aides tested positive. He left the hospital briefly to meet his supporters and he went maskless at the White House for a photo op. Critics say that he has not only been reckless with his own health, but has also endangered those around him. With only a few weeks left before the presidential elections, Trump's campaign seems to be exploding from within. Trump, Stepien and other top members of Team Trump are now unwell. This is a step back for a campaign at a crucial time. He is losing more ground according to opinion polls. He has been trailing former Vice President and Democratic nominee Joe Biden for months, but now the gap seems to be too large to bridge. A new poll by NBC News and Wall Street Journal shows that Biden is now enjoying a big lead of 14 percentage points. According to a CNBC change research poll, Biden is leading in six swing states after the presidential debate and Trump's diagnosis with COVID. The last phase of campaigning has also taken a hit. Trump is known for his big rallies. He did it in 2016, he had them during his presidency and he even hosted a couple of rallies despite the COVID pandemic. Now, even though he has tested positive, Trump wants to travel to key battleground states and convince voters to vote for him. 
in an interview with Sean Hannity, he said that he wants to campaign in Florida as early as Saturday and then travel to Pennsylvania on Sunday. Even if his base is amped up by these rallies, will the general public be happy with Trump? Another issue is that he's low on cash. So he's pulling advertisements from key states. According to media firm Advertising Analytics, the Trump campaign has pulled all ads from Iowa and Ohio to gave up $2 million worth of reservations in Michigan and Wisconsin since early September. And in Minnesota, a state that Trump wants to flip, his team has cut about $5 million from its projected fall TV budget. However, he has increased ad spends in Arizona, Florida, Georgia, and Nevada. To add to this worry, the Democrats have lots of money to utilize in the final days of this election season. The Biden campaign and the Democratic National Committee outraised Trump and the Republicans by more than $150 million in August. Trump has also decided to skip the second presidential debate, which was supposed to take place next week after the Commission on Presidential Debates made it a virtual one. Trump told Fox Business that he will not, and I quote here, waste my time on a virtual debate. So he has missed an opportunity to talk about his achievements in office and to talk to the public about his plan. He could have even used the occasion to show empathy to all those who have suffered or lost a loved one to the virus. Instead, he said that the infection was a blessing in disguise and that COVID-19 was just like the flu. Then, there is the biggest problem. The pandemic is still raging in the US. More than 56,000 new cases and 900 deaths were reported on October 8th alone. Then there is the economic aspect to this. More than 26 million Americans are collecting unemployment benefits according to official data. More than 1 million people are filing for benefits each week. But Trump on Tuesday postponed talks for a new COVID relief package until after the elections. However, he called on the Congress to pass a standalone bill for stimulus checks of $1,200 to ensure direct payments to Americans continue. So, can Trump still win? The chances are looking pretty dim. Until the next time, this is Nivedita signing off.